Hello, and welcome to a new podcast called Entangled Technology and Us. I'm Sean Thuris. Here's a rundown of this short introductory episode. I'll tell you what Entangled is all about and let you know where to find episodes and send feedback. Then I'll talk a little about why I started it and why now, and speculate about what we might get out of it. And at the end, I'll take a minute to explain the theme music. This podcast is about why we make the things we make, and how those things often remake us for good and ill. So that's the short version, but it's pretty abstract, so here's a fuller version. Our tools and our built environments reflect us physically as a species, and they reflect us mentally, at the level of the individual, the group, and society. On Entangled, we'll discuss how human nature and the human animal shape the technologies we develop, and how technologies in turn shape our lives. We'll also think about how emerging and yet-to-emerge technologies could alter us more directly in both mind and body. I'm using the word technology broadly and loosely. A strict definition would say technology is systematized knowledge, and its applications are something apart from it. But it's handy for me to use the word to point to those applications, too. With this usage, data centers and oxygen sensors and aspirin tablets and the four-stroke engine are kinds of technology— and so are painters' pigments and bread baking. Even counting could be considered a technology. Certainly, building and using an abacus is a technology. So that's how I'll talk about these things, unless you or one of my guests can convince me otherwise. Most episodes will be interviews with people who know something about, say, the domestication of maize, or the adoption of indoor plumbing, or how optogenetics researchers use light to interact with neurons in the brain. It's not a history podcast, but history will always come up. It's not a hard science podcast either, but science will come up. The same goes for psychology and economics and sometimes politics. But for politics, think more office politics and less electoral party politics. Since every major innovation or invention has people advocating for it or for an alternative, and the outcome of these power struggles, polite as they are sometimes, can have effects that ripple through the future. So, there's no political agenda here. Nobody's paying me to do this, though of course I'll be open to sponsorship ideas as things get rolling. And if anyone who hears me talk about technology is inspired to contact me to do some software, web, or IT work, so much the better. Where to find the podcast? For the moment, on the website, pod.thuris.com. Thuris is spelled T as in Tom, H as in hot dog, U as in Uruguay, R as in repetition, I as in ice capades, and S as in Samuel. I will submit it to all the major podcast syndicators like Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, and so on. As they approve it, I will add links to all of those services on the pod.thurist.com website. I'm hoping to do a couple of episodes each month to start with. I let the frequency find its own level, so to speak. With luck, the supply of my schedule will be able to meet the demand for more topics, should I be unable to keep up? Well, that's a great problem to have. If you have feedback on this or any episode, or to propose a guest, even if the guest is yourself, uh, you can use the contact link on the website to send me a message, or just reach out on Twitter. I'm at Thuris, and I'd love to hear from you. I'm starting Entangled because I've always found the subject interesting. An example. My father once told me about a printer he had worked for at a newspaper in Oklahoma whose fingers were permanently stained from the silver nitrate that he handled. 
he had to a certain small extent fused with the tools of his trade. What the emotional valence of that staining was for him, was it a point of pride? Was it an embarrassment? I never knew. Here's another example. When I was studying martial arts, I was fascinated to see the calloused knuckles that experienced karateka developed from striking a wooden post tightly wrapped with rope, called a makiwara. I set one up in our backyard and punched it daily, yet I never saw the development I expected. Was it the wrong kind of rope? Was I especially unsuited to this? Was I doing it wrong? Using a tool is not the same as the right person using the right tool effectively. Here's another. We drive cars, or many of us do. As any urban planning enthusiast will tell you, cars mean roads, and roads mean sidewalks, along with a number of other things like parking lots. Cars can go faster than we drive them, as the existence of speed limits suggests. Human reaction times are slow compared to those of, say, my cat here, and cars themselves can stop or turn only so quickly. What's the best trade-off among the amount manufacturers should spend on braking power for their least capable autos and the proper level for the skill bar for drivers to be licensed? On this particular stretch of road, what should the speed limit be, assuming no one is texting or in a heated conversation, to prevent a minimally skilled driver in a minimally capable vehicle from causing an accident? Speed limits delay people from getting to where they need to be, and the aggregate seconds from all the traffic that passes this point daily adds up. Is the optimal number of accidents here zero? Over a day, surely it is, but what about over ten years? Tough questions. A final example. When I see a pianist, like my friend Robert Thies, playing a long and elaborate piece from memory, with complete independence of hands and foot, on a nine-foot machine made from 12,000 pieces of iron, copper, beech, maple, and felt, I'm presented each time with this miracle that centuries of inventors, builders, composers, and performers have jointly made possible. An instrument that can murmur and thunder in one voice or many. And there's not just one of them. Rather, it's a product you can buy. And the skill of the composer, combined with the technique and craft of the performer, can reanimate the composer's imagination and sensibility for us across any span of time. Truly astounding. I first thought of starting this podcast three years ago in March of 2020. Following through on that plan when I conceived it seems in retrospect like it would have been the right move. As you might imagine, though, the unique and alarming circumstances of COVID times had my attention elsewhere. There was also some tension with wanting to share technology news. I put out many episodes of Tech News on YouTube and followed these with a number of Twitch streams of the same. Entangled will not be Tech News, but the premise of this podcast may have put you in mind of some Tech News already. Three years later, in March of 2023, we find ourselves in a different set of unique and alarming circumstances. Computers can write like people now. A sentence at a time, anyway, or a few lines of code at a time. Progress in this direction had appeared very slow for years, so most of us thought we'd have more time to adjust when machine intelligence was on the horizon. But all of a sudden, a model of human language use can pass standardized tests that we use to gate entry to graduate schools. And so the relationship between technology and us seems particularly important to understand. By the way, here's something that might make you feel less uneasy about the prospect of becoming less relevant at least until the next iteration of GPT comes out. 
Though I didn't turn to any AI for help in writing this script, I did ask Bing if it could guess why I might be starting this podcast right now, after having had the idea already for so long. Bing has access to fresh information from the web, so I thought it would make the inference that the relationship between humans and technology, and even the clearness of our hierarchical positions, is generally seen as undergoing rapid change since GPT-4 was released. Bing guessed instead that maybe I'd had a lot of free time during the pandemic to come up with podcast ideas. It's okay, Bing. Your successor tomorrow, whom you believe is still yourself from today, will get it. It happens to us humans all the time. So, please join me as we look at our tools and artifacts, turn them over to see them from many angles, learn why we made them that way, and look at ourselves to see what using them does to us and for us. And about the music. I wanted something that would give the sense of humans working together harmoniously with their creations. Something with multiple distinct voices that come and go over time, something with an overcomable degree of tension, and overall a sense of building and exploration. Not having the talent to write this myself, I kept an ear open for the right piece until I found a prelude and fugue in A major for organ by J.S. Bach, number 536 in his catalog, known as BWV for Bachwerkverzeichnis. I decided to use just the prelude. If you want to hear the whole thing, and I hope you do, there's a nice recording of the great organist Marie-Claire Alain that I'll link in the show notes. I assigned one voice to a synthesizer, truly the voice of the machine, and assigned the others to oboe, bassoon, harp, and double bass, as I thought they would stand out better from each other. Using a program called MuseScore that can output MIDI signals from music notation, I used the MIDI to trigger samples of the various instruments. I customized the synth sound, or patch, to get the sound I was looking for. Then I put the recordings of each of these parts, or stems as they're known, into another program called Reaper, Spooky name, but harmless. There I added effects and tweaked the sound of each instrument to fit with the others. I also wanted it to be a bit of an homage to the educational TV I knew as a child in the 1970s. So I tweaked it a bit to sound like it was of that time. Hopefully it sounds like a group of musicians playing in a space together, but everything was done within my computer. Anyway, that's how I chose it, and that's how I made it. Thanks for being here for this first, or rather, zeroth, introductory episode. I hope you'll come back. And again, if you have suggestions for guests, please let me know. I'm Sean Thuris, and this has been Entangled. See you next time.